Hi Emma, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ben. How are you? Very good, thanks. Very good. Thanks for joining me. I'm just going to make sure you can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Are you okay with me? Because I just have the cheaper headphones. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. That's all good. Um, yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Sorry about um, yesterday. Um, no, no, I hope no. it didn't sort of mess your day up too much. No, not actually. It probably worked out better for me as well, actually, because it was just a, a weird, crazy day. So I was, it was perfectly fine. So <laughs> it can get like that sometimes, can't it? Yeah, yeah. I hope you got your day sorted out. Anyway, yeah, no, it's all called out a bit urgent there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, let's just dive straight into it, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Brilliant. Let me just do a quick intro, and uh, we'll go from there. Four, three, two, one. Hi guys, it's Ben from Startup Chats. Um, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're all doing really well. Um, I'm really excited to have uh, Emma Hirsch. Um, is that pronounced correctly with me today? Hirsch, yeah, mm -hmm, that's correct. Fantastic. And um, and Emma, um, I understand uh, you're the uh, founder of uh, Gigleads, is that right? That's correct, yes, gigleads.uk. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So um, what I'd love to sort of dive into is, is first maybe a bit of background about yourself and, and the business and then um, we can sort of dive into sort of about the journey okay. how you started you know right what sort of uh, lessons you learned mistakes you made you know all those sort of uh, you know nuts and bolts that we all want to like, <laughs> learn <laughs> so that'd be great but um, yeah Emma that'd be great to sort of learn a bit more about you just to kick off yeah, uh, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm Emma Hirsch, as you said, and I'm now the, the new sort of founder of gigleads.uk. We've only been really operating since about August of this year. Um, but that wasn't, um, you know, it, to, to be a founder of, of a site like that and a platform wasn't always my my background as such. I started off in uh, much more of a, a businessy sort of management role, if you like, um, for many years. And that was actually over in uh, in America. Um, I am from England originally, but I spent many, many years. Uh, I moved to America in 2001 and spent about 17 years there. Oh, wow. In my career, yeah, before. And I've literally only just sort of returned back to England in the last 18 months to two years. So, um, oh, wow. Has that been a sort of, uh, sort of <laughs> hard to sort of readjust or? Yeah, um, unbelievably so, actually. I mean, um, you, you know, the, the, the transition to go to America in the first place was quite, quite difficult because yeah, I think I through. Yeah, I think especially being from Britain, you sort of lulled into a false sense of security that America is so closely connected to us. And, yeah. you know, you speak the same language. So, yeah. of course, it's just, you know, it's just like moving to home from home. And I'm I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely not. Oh, that's really <laughs> interesting. I'd love to sort of know a bit more, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, you know, I think there's I forget who said it. It was some famous it was probably something like Churchill or something like that. But I think something about. England, America was something two great nations divided by a common language or something like that, uh, which is very true. So, you know, the language is somewhat different, even though they speak English and the um, uh, I, I probably just like the way things are interpreted can be quite different. And of course, culturally, it's just very different, too. So um, it takes quite a bit of adjustment to go from one to the other. And as you just mentioned, now I've come back to England, um, I think the the tendency is for people to sort of say oh you've come back home well actually no I've kind of left home again because yeah. I was in America for 17 years yeah. so now I'm like it's probably changed so much so much so much and and so because I'm now fully immersed in American culture now England just seems different again. And <laughs> somebody, yeah somebody told me a long time ago that actually repatriating to your own country is harder than leaving in the first place and I can 
having done it now, I can very well believe it. <laughs> you, you can almost imagine that you have sort of expectations of what to expect almost. And then when yeah. you come back, it probably is quite different. And that maybe I'll imagine that's quite sort of maybe difficult to, it is. to say. It, culturally. Yeah, it is. It, it, and that's, you're correct. That's absolutely what it is. It's um, it, your expectations, probably you sort of expect the same as you've had for the last, yeah. however many years. Yeah, all your memories. Yeah. All the memories. Are, yeah. And it, that's a, a strange thing because you're, it's almost like a time slip. I always think yeah. that your memory stays the same, but of course the country and progress yeah. and people, everything moves on, you know, uh, but <laughs> your memory, a lot of it stayed the same. So you come back to cities or places and you're like, that wasn't there before. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Whereabouts in America did you live? Uh, I lived in Florida at first. I, I went to Florida initially and I was there for about 10 years. Um, within that 10 years, I did a, a year in Tennessee, but that was just sort of like a, a bit of a blip uh, back to Florida. And then um, the company I worked with relocated me to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and that's where I spent about the last six or seven years. And that's a, that's a great city, I have to say. And that's, and that's a city that's growing just amazingly fast. Really? So much progress there. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, almost reminds me a little bit of London they call it the New York of the South now and it's 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 easy to see why when you go there um just a lot, lot of different neighborhoods and they all sort of make up this city as a whole it's a very very interesting sort of diverse mix of cultures and ethnicities and it's just it's a great place to to be you know amazing amazing and imagine every part of America because it's such a big country yeah. you know the the dynamics are very different as well between places and states very much so yeah and I, I, I was lucky that while I was there I traveled quite extensively um in my career so um sort of mainly through the southeast and up and down the the eastern uh, seaboard there but yeah you know New England to say New Mexico yeah. is hugely different you know? <laughs> <laughs> where was your favorite place um Oh God, this, this, and I like so many places for different reasons. So I have um, I have an attachment to Atlanta, obviously, because I live there, but I love Florida. I have friends there and you can just kind of, you know, it's hot all year round. So yeah. you just hang out in shorts and t-shirt all year round. And, um, a bit of an unknown thing about me is I'm a bit of a, a bit of a secret fisher woman. I actually like to fish. Oh, brilliant. Um, and so you just do that all year round in Georgia, yeah. uh, sorry, in Florida. So you just you know, pick a lake or pick a, a beach to go to and go fish, you know? <laughs> Well, there's, yeah, there's loads of that, isn't there? Yeah, and then, and then I like places like northern Georgia into North Carolina for that sort of quite a mountainous. Mm. So you get sort of the, the rivers and the greenery. Yeah, and you know, So it's like that's the one thing about America. It's like sort of almost whichever landscape you want to go to. Yeah, it's very diverse, isn't it? Very diverse. Like say if you want to go to desert area, you can go to like Arizona or, you know, yeah. so much different. Yeah, and, and England must just seem so tidy now. <laughs> now you're back. <laughs> it does. It's like you feel like you're living in the state of England, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. England's very beautiful, and since I've been back, I've managed to travel around quite a bit. I went to Scotland during the summer, and that's just—I mean, I when I was younger, I hadn't spent that much time in Scotland. I have to say, it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, yeah. it rivals anything you see in America. So yeah. that was really nice. Yeah. No, fantastic, fantastic. So a little bit off, uh, off, off, off the uh, off the agenda, but never mind. <laughs> it's just interesting. Um, so, so, um, so, yeah. So, so, gig leads. What, what's the? When did that start? You said about eighteen months ago. Did you say? No, no, not even eighteen months ago. It started about. Um, oh, sorry, last year wasn't it? You said actually. Uh, sorry, no, actually, I'm probably getting my no. This year it was like August of this year we started up. Oh, this year, oh blimey, so yeah. super new. So we are super super new, yeah, and it was just sort of born of. 
Um, so if we rewind just a little bit, so when I was yeah. in America and working, I, I eventually decided I kind of had enough of a day job, if you like, and, and transitioned into working for myself. Um, that was about five or six years ago. And I did quite- and What well. was the day job, sorry? Uh, I was in logistics and supply chain, sort of in a business management capacity. So very sort of, you know, money oriented, you know, profit and loss statements and profit margins and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so then I transitioned into working freelance, which like then was a complete about turn because um, I went into a bit more of a sort of creative technology based um, way of working, which and, and I'd always been a bit a bit geeky, you know, um, so I'd always sort of kept up with tech stuff. I'd always sort of Brilliant. dabbled with different things. And then I just started doing that, working for myself freelance. Um, and then probably gig leads came about from some of my experiences and frustrations of, of the freelance world. Yeah, so that's, that's how it got started. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, so, 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 yeah, so fill us in then. So what exactly is gig leads? So gig leads is it's a, a quite a simple sort of job site and productivity tool for freelancers. Right now it's geared towards uh, freelance writers, content creators, bloggers, that kind of thing. And it is really just to, to cut down the time spent finding jobs, finding clients, finding new leads, new gigs. Um, because when I, I did quite a lot of sort of copywriting and um, uh, business writing and stuff when I was freelancing. And I, I found what was happening was I was literally spending just as much time trying to find those jobs as I was actually performing the work that I was getting paid for. And then, it, you know, then it seems like a waste of time because if you're spending just as long looking for those leads as you are actually writing and making the money fulfilling them, it just it seems like a bit of a, a waste of time. So it really came from that. So Gig Leads sort of cuts down the time. We search all over the Internet. We find the best jobs that we can pop them all in one place so you can search off you know on the site like you would a traditional job site um, look for different leads by location or, or whatever work it is you're looking for um, and then every day we send out an email with all the latest jobs aggregated to our members and then they can actually just click through and go straight from the email they don't even have to go to the site to look for the job so it's, it's a good time saving uh, time saving tool. Brilliant. And from the other side, from the business side, who, who want who want these uh, services, um, mm. is it like a procurement sort of process where they can sort of have different quotes or how does that work? Yeah, it's it's just more like a traditional job platform. So anybody like yourself, if you're looking for someone, you can go on, you can post a job for absolutely free, um, receive applications from you know all of our members and you know select the one you want and there's there are some profile pages on there where you can leave recommendations and kind of have a, a, a little bio about the person that you're you're thinking of um, hiring um, yeah. so you can kind of just get a you know a bit of a feel for who they are and what they do and see some of the work samples but yeah for that for someone like you that's absolutely free to go on and post your jobs and find people and start yeah. receiving proposals yeah Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, it, it's funny, I, you know, I, I talk to a lot of founders and often they, they come to their idea of a, of a startup from the frustrations and pains that they're experiencing themselves. I think that's a, such a, a very, very uh, good and common trait. Yeah. Um, now, <clears throat> did you, um, how, how did you, other than yourself, did you sort of get validation from other people, whether sort of, you know, within, within your, within the sector or, you know, other businesses that are looking for, for, yeah. you know, for people to hire? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have quite a lot of business contacts. I have a lot of people on, you know, like LinkedIn and places like that. So it was something I did quite a bit of research out from, you know, various areas, colleagues, friends, just by social media, different things like that. So, it, and it seemed, 
that there was definitely a, a space for this sort of thing, if you like. Um, I think we probably differ a little bit from other platforms that are based on like the, the whole sort of commission uh, thing. Like I wanted to stay away from that. I'm just, uh, again, born from my own experience. I kind of think once you, once you have done a job for a client and maybe you've done three or four jobs for a client, I'm like, kind of resent the idea you still have to pay a commission to the person that made the introduction for you to that client you know um so we sort of stayed away from that commission-based thing and it is just very much uh, uh you know sort of meet the client up with the freelancer or the person or the provider and if that relationship continues and good on you sort of thing it continues and and there you go and it is and you know giggly's is is a, it is a membership site because you know, obviously there are expenses to cover but it's a pretty nominal fee membership and it's not as though you know ongoing we're not dipping into anybody's earnings which i think is quite nice you know <laughs> No, definitely, definitely. And do you, um, um, it's interesting, like, funny enough, um, last night I sort of came across um, uh, another startup um, mm -hmm. where they're looking at tackling the, the procurement between the big organizations and, and, and sort of SMEs, micro businesses and trying mm -hmm. to sort of connect the two because um, often there, it's hard for the small organizations to access the, you know, get into the, you know, into the big organizations with all the loopholes and paperwork that needs to be, you know, organized and, you know, it's just doesn't usually happen, right. um, which I thought was quite interesting. Are you um, looking at just the sort of those micro freelancers, sole traders type people who, are, you know, at the moment, entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah, it's probably because I think they tend to sort of fall. And especially in England, too, I think a lot of these platforms um, like the ones you're talking about tend to be geared towards an American market or maybe more of an Asian market. And, and England, I think, is is big enough to support something like that. But because we're not as big as everybody else, we seem to sort of fall into a bit of a chasm almost. Um, so and there's tons of freelancers, aren't there? There's tons of freelancers yeah. who, who who want, you know, a, a nice steady stream of business and inquiries. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, you know, you can spend a huge amount of time marketing yourself and, and not actually doing the job. But um, but that's the challenge, I guess, also, isn't it? That, that is the challenge. Yeah. So hopefully we're trying to minimize that time spent doing that and sort of plug that gap a little bit. But uh, yeah, so right now, yeah, we're sort of targeted more to the, the micro freelancers, as you say, and the independent freelancers. That may grow a little bit in time. Um, maybe. I'm not sure about that. That's I'd probably rather keep it to the individual person because those like you say those are the ones that get overlooked and the ones that get you know yeah no, definitely and I, i've always been one for massively trying to sort of support and help that community um in, in whatever way you know i can and um it's you know we've all come from there you know we've all come from that you know i'm starting something from scratch you know it's just on me i've got to make this work and i've got to grow it and you know i know certainly how difficult that is and, and how how challenging and, and you know, the, the even just the you know, even if it's not a success, the fact that you've gone for it, you know, it shows a huge amount of bravery and commitment. Um, okay. And I think you know that's got to be applauded. So I think anything we can all do to to help, you know, I mean, England's full of you know small businesses. You know, yeah. I think I, I saw some ridiculous statistic like something, you know, I, I can't remember the stats, but a huge percentage of um, businesses are those uh, naught to nine employees yeah um you know the the micro business owners um yeah. or solo business owners solo and, um, you know i think you know it's easy to forget them um you know when when businesses grow and get bigger and bigger mm -hmm. i think certainly now with with what's happening in the world i think the more we can help each other yeah. um you know whether it's the pandemic or brexit or whatever the more we can help each other you know in in the uk and give each other business and help our own communities sort of, uh, you know, get back on it on their feet. I think that's just going to be a positive.
Yeah, I would like to, I'd definitely like to hope so. And you're quite correct. And I think, um, you know, there's a good proportion of um, freelancers in, in the UK uh, and, and it's growing all the time, especially now, as you mentioned, with the pandemic, more and more people are sort of looking at their own skills and looking at their mm. own abilities and thinking how they can leverage those to mm. make some extra, extra money, you know, especially if they've been laid off or furloughed with mm, you know, the 100%. coronavirus thing. So, um, yeah, so it's, and, and, you know, I think probably um, the reception we got with gig leads, because I, mean, I literally just sort of did it, made it, launched it, and, and the, you know, it was received really well right from the beginning. So it shows me that there's definitely a, a niche for this. Brilliant. Well, let's just rewind slightly, if that's okay, and talk talk about um, um, so the, the the launch date itself. But before we get to that launch date, um, what was the build up to that launch date? Because I, again, at the moment, I mean, don't worry. If it, again, I was trying to make feel people feel comfortable because you know I don't want to say what was your pre-launch strategy and get into really technical things because some people don't know what that is, and that's fine. Um, because what I'm trying to share with some of the audience is what are some of those pre-launch phases that people do or yeah, don't do it, yeah it's um you know i mean it probably wasn't <laughs> it probably wasn't terribly strategic or it probably wasn't as strategic as it should have been especially given my background in in the business management world you know usually there is a strategy mm. attached it's so common that's the thing i think that's the thing i, I want to make sure people understand that it is common and, and uh, not not to overlook it but um but to be okay with it because i think it's also yeah. a learning curve isn't it oh it's absolutely a learning curve i mean i've learned so much just from doing what I've done up to now and it's I told him on the other day it's like you know you you constantly sort of doing something tweaking it changing it does that work doesn't it work if it doesn't work and I think you can't be afraid of that you can't be afraid to fail you can't be afraid to 100%. back off of an idea that you thought was great and maybe it's not so now you've got to go back to the drawing board to change it but I'm I'm a, I am a big believer in um you know maybe it just comes with age and experience I don't know but I'm a big believer in you know there isn't really any failures there's just things that you change and readjust or you learn oh, they can be spun and pivoted into something yeah. you know more and I don't think that's an age thing I think that's a mindset thing could be yeah could be very much Definitely. um but yeah so it probably to answer your question it probably wasn't um, there probably wasn't like this great overarching strategy as such it's probably quite a loose one in that I knew there was a gap in the market for this yeah thing and then I had to set about you know making it and building it make sure it worked make sure we could um, pull in all the jobs and things from different places that, that we needed to so a lot of it was quite a, a sort of step-by-step step, you know um, you know how long did it path. take like literally um, from, the, the, from the moment you thought about it from the moment I thought about it actually didn't take terribly long probably talking like four to six months there um, I think the idea was probably there for a good year or so before yeah, before right. I sort of actually really started you know, sketching it out and, and figuring out how it would how it would work. Um, but but to actually say, right, I'm going to do it to launch, you're probably talking about yeah, four to six months, I would think. So it's brilliant, isn't it? When you think about it, actually getting a product to market and, and getting yeah. it out of the door, um, it goes to show that you know. And again, anyone who's listening, thinking about starting their own business is, you know, actually I think the key is committing and going for it. Yeah. And then you know, within a few months, bang, you're away. Yeah, and it's uh, and I think it's frightening as well for people. They're scared to make the leap into, and you know, and I'm not saying you know you should just give up your job and go work as a freelancer, but I think there does come like um uh, like a tipping point almost where you have to decide: Am I going to go and work for myself, or am I going to kind of keep? Because it's almost like while you're dedicating time to your day job, you don't have that time to then dedicate to your business, and it starts to become counterproductive in in some way. No, definitely. I think I don't know. I I think 
it's I wouldn't want to say and give anyone advice who who I didn't know and didn't know the specific circumstances. But ultimately, for me, it, it's about well, if you've got transferable skills and it doesn't work out well, maybe you can always go back and get another job. Right. Um, but if you imagine one day waking up and going, what if? Mm-hmm. what if I'd done that? What if I'd chosen that path? And you have a slight inkling that you'll have a regret. I think then just do it because that's yeah. the last thing you want to do is have a regret in your life. Oh, oh for me, I will say, I'll, I'll just make a plan. I mean, I think when I did decide to go on my own and kind of give up, I mean, I mean, I was quite high up in my industry, very good salary. Um, so that's quite difficult to sort of turn around and walk away from that. It wasn't, you know, I mean, it's not like it was just an average regular job I was pretty high up in the industry I was in um so it, it did take me two to three years to sort of make an exit plan for that and mm. the exit plan was again not overly complicated it was just a case of pay off everything you can pay mm. off so because because I knew once I went and made the transition into the freelance world I wasn't going to make the same salary as I had you know doing my you know my, in my career um so the game was then to sort of reduce all the overheads possible so I didn't have to make the same amount yeah. of money that I did. So yeah. made the no. But it took me two to three years to, to make that. To no, that. fantastic, fantastic. So um, so what, what were the challenges um, throughout that sort of four to six months getting it um, ready to sort of launch? Was it sort of technical challenges? or? or yeah, whatever? probably a bit more technical. I'm reasonably techie, but I'm not you know, I'm not like super, I mean, I can, you know, build websites and, and I've sort of taught myself quite a lot of that, but, uh, you know, and it gets into the real nitty gritty. I think there's some things that I know the basics of, but I don't know everything, you know, so like say, yeah. you know, SEO is the big thing now. You need to have the SEO good to get your site out there. Well, I can, I've kind of got the basics, um, but I don't have, you know, the full ins and outs and you start to, I think a lot of your time spent sort of reading up and trying to learn yeah. things and how do I use that? How do I apply this to what I'm doing? Um, and sort of functionally, you know, getting the functionality there and getting everything working. It's it's like a constant sort of, like a constant sort of learning challenge application yep. of what you're doing. So it's like, and, and while things, and I, I've noticed along the way, people are great at saying, hey, why don't you do this? And it's a great idea, but they've got no concept of the work that goes in on the back yeah. end to yeah. sort of make that happen, you know, so even, and when you, and I always say, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So then you've got to go and learn it. So even something as simple as I think I mentioned that, that daily, like an email goes out now to all of our members that aggregates all the jobs and puts it all right there for them. That was kind of a process to go, okay, how do I make this work? How do I get these people on a, a list? And how do you make that work every day and get the email out every day at a certain time? And, you know, and it's, you know, all those functions are quite simple once you use you know, like an email program or something, but you still got to figure it out, but you've got to figure out how it works, <laughs> where you need to go to yeah. make that work and how it happens. <laughs> and did you do all this yourself or did you have sort of help I, or I did probably like 85% of it myself. Wow. Um, That's and really then, impressive. Yeah. And then I kind of brought in, I've got some people that, that are really good sort of on the technical side that help me. I've got people that help with a little bit of the admin um, and different things like that. So there's probably like another three or four <laughs> Then like another three or four people behind the scenes now. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so you, you got to the point where on the website, you're happy with the, the platform um, and, and you done your branding and yeah. I guess, and you got your social accounts and things like that. Yeah, I did. But actually you might kind of find this a little bit interesting, especially as this is, you know, your whole thing is about startups in the process. So I kind of did the site and it was more like, um, I was probably doing it as like a, a test really more than anything when I first started. Just thought, well, let's see if there is, if this will work, I think there's a market, I've done the research, let's start it. So um, 
and so like your listeners might find this interesting if they're going through any of these processes themselves and uh you know when it comes to changing we're talking about changing things changing tack not be frightened to fail when i started up the the site i started it under a completely different name and did like all different things and because i was just sort of seeing if it would work and then suddenly it took off and i'm like oh well it's not really <laughs> kind of what i want you know? <laughs> <laughs> the test has not gone too well <laughs> So, so yeah, it actually kind of did go, which is a great problem to have. But then I had to literally turn around in two months and rebrand the whole thing and rebuild it again. But you yeah. know what? That's a really interesting. I mean, effectively, what you did was you be, built a little test group. Um, yeah. Again, you know, it's, it, this is part of a pre-launch phase, really. Um, yeah. A little test group to sort of test things with, see if there's a, you know, the validation. Is, there's an element of validation with talking to who your contacts are, but the validation was actually you going to the market. Yeah, the validation was great. It was there, but then it, it because the site wasn't exactly what I wanted and how I wanted and the yeah. name I, I had to turn around and sort of rebrand. You did so the that, minimum viable product, didn't you, to test that, it effectively? Yes, absolutely. Probably without yes. necessarily realizing it almost. But uh, thought, no, no, I, I did I did realize it was a minimum buy because that was very much a sign up. It was very it was I think it was free for a, quite a ridiculously yeah. long period of time when I started up just to see if the interest was there. Brilliant. Um, uh, and yeah, it was absolutely a minimum viable product. There was no daily emails yeah. at that point or anything. That all sort of got built on after. You know? Because ultimately it would have saved, you know, I mean, if if, if the take-up wasn't what it was, mm-hmm. it, you know, you'd have, you know, maybe pivoted, realize that, you know, you're not going to spend much more time or effort on it and maybe look at something else. Yeah. Um, and would have saved you lots of time and money and energy. It would. And it's, it's always good to test, but my advice to your listeners is if you're going to do this and start, think you want to start up a brand, just just start with the brand that you want. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to turn around and rebrand it all. This, this true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Fantastic. So, so then you, so that, yeah. So, so what positive feedback that must have felt. It must have been brilliant to, yeah, to, it was, to it achieve was, that. It was great. Like, but every stage. You don't know until you start. You just don't know. Yeah. No, there's no idea. And suddenly people started signing up and I was like, oh God, yeah, this is a thing, you know, this is great. So, but then you have to really kind of, I think along with that, you kind of, there's also like, um, it's almost like a fear of like, oh God, this is working. And now you have a responsibility <laughs> to these people yeah. to make sure everything works properly and functions yeah, yeah. And, and you're providing them, you know, a, a product that's viable, a product that, that helps Definitely. them. Um, it starts so that, to get real, doesn't it? It gets real, yeah. So, it, yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's a very double-edged, sort of quite mixed feelings. It's you're happy that it's obviously going to be successful, but then you're like, oh god, you know, there's there's the responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? no, 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 definitely, definitely. I think that's that's a real feeling when a business actually starts, isn't it? When you go, oh, I, uh, you know, this is more than just my idea in my head. Now I've actually got to, like you said you know, actually deliver what I said I'd deliver to these people. <laughs> it was almost an element of, oh God, what did I do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's really interesting. Um, so, so then you went through a quick, so rebrand, yes. making everything a bit nicer and, and, yeah. and what have you. What was the, um, what were the steps then you took to, um, so you, you saw you thought rebranding and then was that then okay we're going to get that done and then we're officially launching officially is that was that the sort of yes thinking? that was that was more or less yeah and then it was sort of pushed out to a much sort of wider market and sort of advertised uh, a little bit sort of further afield than we'd done you know initially in the initial phases so and, and as you mentioned yes you know got got the social media set up and got various different platforms and started pushing pushing out through there linkedin's working really well for us uh, twitter works really well for us 
Um, Instagram, Pinterest, not not so much, but I almost wonder if that's because I don't dedicate a whole lot of time to it either. But we are on there, but we're not very active on there. I think, you know what, I think it, it's really interesting when you start thinking about what channels to distribute on. Um, I think ultimately, um, and, and this is very much, you know, for the audience as well, is, is focus on where your audience is, yes. you know, where they hang out on social, because without you know unless you think about very carefully who your audience is and this is all going back to branding and pre-launches knowing your customers and being laser focused with that approach by, by your personas really yeah. yeah yeah exactly and um i think really focus on where they are where they hang out and, and make sure you're where they are because yeah. um if you get it wrong you could be spending a huge amount of time and energy and, and potentially money just on the wrong channel and it's not a case of the messaging wrong or, or anything it's just a case of you're, yeah. you're spending a lot of effort on the wrong social channels yeah um or not having I mean, your message tweaked appropriately to that right channel exactly i mean you know a lot of people swear by instagram and it's a great platform but it just i, I don't find it works very well for but you know that's if you're a photographer it works brilliantly for you if you're you know a freelance marketer maybe not so well you know <laughs> It's, I think it's again, it's just figuring out that, uh, you know, exactly that point, isn't it? Where they, where they are and, and what your product is, you know, if, if you're looking for writers, maybe, you know, maybe it's other places. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. So, so initially your, your focus was um, uh, on the testing phase was more sort of LinkedIn, was it? The connections within there? Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, and, and how are you looking to sort of um, push it now? Are you, are you just focusing on socials? Or are you looking at other areas? Uh, no, I think initially we really sort of, focused on the on the social media crowd and market and that worked really well for sort of like the initial phase I suppose if you want to call it that uh, and now um, I'm sort of working with quite a lot of different uh, bloggers and you know writers themselves that have that maybe their own blog that's quite successful I'm reaching out through them partnering with them and reaching out to their audience and that's and that's working really well because that's a very sort of direct way of, of reaching your your market your intended market so uh, so that's working pretty good I've been doing that yeah. for like last month and it's you know just uh you know sort of guest posts or just little ads on people that runs their own successful blogs or you know a lot of the time they'll give me a shout out on their social media so that that works really well to target that audience it's all, i guess it's potentially there's the collaboration with your exact market that you want you know exactly, um yeah. so it's I, I think that's what's so powerful about social actually is that where you can connect with people um and whether it's brands or individuals or whoever um, or even just testing your market yeah. you know it, it, being able to do that now is 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 incredibly easy compared to how it was um yeah. and you know and to the, the extent that you can do it is just phenomenal um so i think i think um whether you like social whether you don't like social i think that's it's missing the point i think it's just it's a huge tool that if you're not using it you're massively missing missing out well yeah and i don't love i mean i'm not a great i don't love social media and i use it because it's sort of a, i don't want to say a necessary evil because as you say it's a really really effective uh, no i don't think it's a, it's an evil i think it's it's a massively great tool and i think it just depends on how you want to use it you could be a, yeah. a consumer of content and and watch everybody's homemade videos and whatever or you can be, uh, you know, or, or more of a, I'm going to use this as a, as a product, as a tool to do what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I probably fall into the latter category because I don't really consume social. Um, no. but, but I use social for uh, sort of whatever I want to do in, in business and yeah. in terms of 
you know, connecting, making relationships, you know, like, like, you know, like this, you know, and I think it's massively powerful that, for those sort of things. I wonder if that goes with the turf, you know, because you and I, you know, you're sort of reaching out to people that you want to partner with. And maybe because of that, you don't spend so much time consuming on social media like that, because I'm not I'm not a massive consumer of social media, probably for that reason that I feel like I spend so much time on it on, yeah. on the business capacity, you know. <laughs> No, I think that's exactly it. And and I think also, um, I, for me, I, again, everyone's different. Um, but for me, I want to be efficient with my time and be in the moment. Um, so not waste my time on something that I don't see as that important. Right. Um, but for work, I think it's it's massively helpful, mass, a, a massively powerful tool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether that's doing your research, you know, looking at, you know, how people you know sort of respond to certain types of posts looking at the comments and, and looking at how brands interact and you know with their community or, or how they don't often is the case um you know and and you know all these things i think it's just brilliant phenomenal mind-blowing what you can do oh it's um, amazing yeah the, the people but, you can connect with and the people you meet and the relationships you can nurture from there are just amazing you know yeah no definitely and i think i think in business we've got to be quite clever with our time and mm -hmm. i think you know, we've got to be quite efficient in terms of where we use our time. Um, and, it, and and I can easily see how it can get consumed by just scrolling through a feed and looking at oh, nothing. I, I know. I think I'm the only person on the planet that hasn't downloaded TikTok yet. <laughs> 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 you know, just because I'm not a massive consumer. So, yeah, <laughs> I kind of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and there's, a, there's a social channel for everybody. So I think there that's is. fine. Um, yeah. But I think for business. I think it's just all about thinking about where your audience is and just making yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, there. to your point. So yeah, LinkedIn uh, company pages works really well. Was, mm. uh, Twitter seems to work really well. LinkedIn, a LinkedIn page grew really fast. I mean, I think within a, a couple, a few months, we're sort of up over a thousand users. Which I mean, to me, that's just a vanity number. It doesn't really matter, but it does indicate that people are interested. They are following. Um, no, brilliant. So that, that grew quite quickly. Uh, Twitter grew quite quickly. Um, and did you look at advertising or has it been organic or how, how have you done it? Uh, I've done some advertising. I've played around with the advertising and, and that's probably something as I go on, I've got, I've got somebody else as well that I, I can work with. that will help a little more with the pay-per-click ads and stuff like that. Cause I think I'm not, I'm not brilliant. I'm pretty good at doing the target market. My background was marketing originally. Um, so, so I'm pretty good on the marketing standpoint, but I find that um, I do find that the paid ads, Facebook ads, Twitter ads don't work phenomenally well for me um so it's either either i'm not reaching the right people or i'm not sending the right message i'm not sure which um but it just mm. is the, the the direct uh, you know the, the people that i can meet through social media myself uh, that seems to be much more effective um or partnering with the other uh, bloggers or writers or website owners seems to be much more effective at the moment um, but who knows that might be something that yeah no i think i think the thing is and and this is relevant for everybody listening is there's often no single you know golden bullet um yeah. it's you know i think it's constant testing constant yeah. testing constant. you know and, and it doesn't stop um yeah. and you're, you know even when you find something that's what seems to be working well you can still and, and again this is a great thing about social and, and and digital marketing in the whole i think you can refine it you know yeah. if you think that something's working well well you can try and make it even better just yeah. tweaking you know yeah tweak it so. a b test it tweak it refine it constantly yeah and that's the and that's probably the part of the challenge i enjoy in a lot of different mm. uh, a lot of different areas of doing what i'm doing it's this constant tweaking improving refining uh just making it better <laughs> no brilliant and um and what's the sort of um i guess the next plans for the next six months or so or, or year ahead uh, well year ahead so uh, actually it's, it's gone quite well in england and because i have the connection to america i'm actually in the throes of making an american 
American site um, for the same Pretty thing. Um, <clears throat> and something that's sort of in the pipeline, and I'm not sure if this will transpire or not yet, because we've just sort of had a few initial talks, is um, I'm, I'm in the process of speaking with another startup company um, who probably the best way to describe what they do is they're almost like a PayPal, but for freelancers. Um, but it's a little more than that. Uh, they sort of take the burden of retrieving payment from the hiring company or hiring person and pay the freelancer out upfront almost. Um, so, you know, that's, that's quite a nice, I tend to think along with gig leads, that would be a nice thing to have to sort of, you know, once, once a freelancer's made their partnership with a client, um, it would be nice to kind of have the full suite of tools, I suppose, mm, that they mm. then had a payment platform to deal with those clients on and to be ensured that they get paid because of course that's one of the biggest the biggest problems of being a freelancer is you're you know you're hoping you get paid you're like do i charge them 50 percent up front 40 percent up front or you know and, it, and this particular platform probably removes the need for that so um and they've had that that's a platform that's had a lot of funding they've had a, a good couple of million pounds worth of funding so they're, they're doing quite well um so we're in talks with them to see about exciting. making a partnership between them and gig leads would be quite nice ah, how exciting mm. brilliant oh listen thanks thanks so much I've been, it's been brilliant um to sort of learn about about that uh, about your sort of past experiences and, and where you are now um and i can't wait to sort of uh you know see how it progresses i mean obviously it's so so new um so before we go um is there any little tip you can maybe share with um the audience um about you know maybe if they're looking to start their own business or or even if they've got an existing business anything that you'd like to maybe share yeah, or... probably yeah just a couple of things that we probably covered yeah if you're starting up start with the brand that you absolutely want that you're going to carry forward so you don't have to rebrand if you if you can possibly avoid it because it's just it's it's not so much the time confusing element for me i just tend to think that's that's confusing fear end users a little bit you know what i mean like what you're one company one day and then you're another company the next day it's a little it leads to a little bit of uncertainty about who you are i think um so it's probably best avoided uh and the other thing is as we talked about don't be frightened of those failures just just take what you can learn from those and try and pivot into something you know if, if it fails there's usually something in there i always feel there's like that, that little grain of sand in there or that little nugget of positivity or experience that you can turn take and apply to something else so don't yeah, be no, scared no, of that no. take that yeah try and identify that and use it is probably my advice awesome emma thank you so much for uh, for sharing that and um yeah definitely i'll we'll keep in touch and yeah. um yeah we'll be sure to uh you know hope everyone sort of checks out your platform and uh, on obviously your socials and i'm sure if uh you know you're looking for the next gig um definitely uh, check out gig leads <laughs> thank you brilliant thank you so much thank you brilliant take care all right thank you bye-bye